Coming up on the Men at the Movies podcast, we celebrate our three-year anniversary with The Big Lebowski. This example of great art allows us to look at the story and interpret it in a variety of ways. On the one hand, this movie reflects the meaninglessness of life in a style very similar to the book of Ecclesiastes. Each character is searching for meaning, but keeps coming up empty. The dude, however, from a certain perspective, shows the power of identity. He is calm in the face of struggle, cares about the people he interacts with, and finds contentment without striving. The dude abides, so join us as we discover God's truth in this movie. The movies and stories we love are gateways to see ourselves and God in new ways. Every great story borrows its power from a larger story, the story that's written on our hearts and woven into the fabric of our very being. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Men at the Movies podcast. My name is not the dude, but I am Paul McDonald, and joining me to celebrate the third anniversary of Men at the Movies Ooh. is, of course, What's Britt up? Mooney, frequent partner in crime. Uh, and then the guys from JB's Bible and Bourbon podcast, JB and Fancy yeah, Rob. Buddy. All Happy right. birthday to your podcast, yeah. man. That's awesome. Yeah, Three man. years. Yeah. Toddling around, almost That's potty right. trained. At least I'm potty trained, housebroken, man. <laughs> <laughs> We've got JB all yeah. queued up with every, every quote, quote from the Big Lebowski, which which obviously we're talking about today. We've got our, our white Russians. Uh, and, uh, it's JB's the one, he's got the, the mustache that really, that really, uh, yeah. pulls the whole face together. That's like your opinion, man. <laughs> uh, we've been talking now for, I mean, we, we normally do a pretty lengthy pre-show that most of the listeners are like, Oh, you talk about all this stuff. Well, it's cause we have to figure out what exactly we want to say and catch up and this movie sort of surprised me when it popped out and I was like, oh, we should do this one for the third anniversary. Uh, we've done, I think we did for the first one, didn't we do Shawshank, Brit? Yeah, what did we do um, for the second Solid one? choice. It was a, that was a really good one. Uh, what did we do for the second one? <laughs> <laughs> Should have had this Come on, up. Man. I wasn't going to say anything. That's, that's Bush I League. Figured, I figured <laughs> three years this kind of stuff would be behind us. Yeah. At least he hits record. You would think. Uh, that's true. <laughs> we've, we've never done I feel that. like there's a story <laughs> behind that. It's coming. <laughs> Several. A story, Well, I know why. It's because it was Pinocchio, that classic mas masculine movie, uh -huh. Pinocchio. Was that it? It was. Oh, because that was, was. like the original animated well, one. Because we did Pinocchio. that one because that was my... That was my that was the first time yeah. I went to a movie or saw a movie and it was mm. like God downloaded a message to me through the movie. It was, I was like 16. So that's why we did that. Yeah, you're right. Wow. So I said, we're not going to do an animated movie for our <laughs> anniversary ever again. Didn't they make a Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> out of uh, big Lebowski? Didn't they do like a, yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have a, like a big Lebowski um, cartoon shirt I on, Jimmy. That seems I like didn't, your I chair. Did look, I did look for robes. Yeah, I did look for robes on Amazon, but nothing was going to 
get here in an appropriate time that I that I wanted to. <laughs> oh, see, I, my wife and I have like multiple robes each for the different <laughs> seasons. I've got my summer robe, which is lightweight, mm -hmm. and then the winter robe, which is heavier. Uh, so yeah, we, and, and I had one, but it got really hot mm -hmm. here in my office. So he like, spilled no, his no almond more. milk on it. <laughs> That's right. His dedication to the bit is just not That was there. our secret. <laughs> <laughs> when they, when they talk about cult classics, mm -hmm. I think when you, you, if you looked up cult classic in a, in a dictionary, which who has a dictionary these days, but this is probably the cult classic movie, at least for our generation. I think, you know, the, the, the one before us was probably like Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like that. When I, when I did a little, a little internet research, it showed there's actually a religion based on the dude. And it, there's no joke. They're the dudish priests. Okay. It's the Church of the Latter-day Dudes, and the religion is dudism. Are the priestly garments like bathrobes? <laughs> Yeah. Do they, they do fantastic. communion with white Russians? <laughs> they do. <laughs> well, they would only meet at the bowling alley. That would be their only. <laughs> right. <laughs> the incense exactly. comes out of the holes of the bowling balls. It's really, it's, just, it's quite a and, scene. Uh, very selectively placed rugs would have to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, yes. they tie the room together. And it is all about, they, they talk about it. It's sort of a mixture of these, uh, a lot of Eastern stuff, Taoism, uh, the the writings of Epicurus, a, a Greek philosopher, um, this sort of started as a mock thing, sort of like you know the 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 religion of Star Wars and the Force and all that, and how there's actually a religion around that. But it says uh, it advocates and encourages the practice of going with the flow, being cool headed, and taking it easy in the face of life's difficulties, believing that this is the only way to live in harmony with our inner nature. And the challenges of interacting with other people. Hmm. It also aims to assuage feelings of inadequacy that arise in societies which place a heavy emphasis on achievement and personal fortune. Sounds like a, a religious figure I follow by the name of <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and so it does. I mean, there's a lot of overlap. And there's probably people that are like, oh, how dare you compare Jesus and Christianity with Judaism? I'm like, look, man, that's just your opinion. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's sort of what we're talking about here. But there's a reason this movie connects. Like my brother, he does not like many movies. He or the movies that he likes, uh, you've never heard of or yeah. super dry. Um, he's got one called The Castle which is an, an Australian movie that is uh, like several levels below Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> wow. So fourth anniversary material. Is yeah, what you're for saying. sure. Yeah. That yeah. might be, that is the only way I could get my brother probably to come on the podcast is talking about the cast. Now, now I want to watch oh, the it. serenity. Yeah. I actually found a movie Brit hasn't even heard of. <laughs> nice. So when we, when, Start off with the big question we always ask. Why, when you guys were sitting down watching this movie, what what did you like, oh my gosh, I love this movie? What came out? I, I mean, I like the the subtle, <clears throat> I mean, just the humor, right? The the humor in the subtle times. humor. <laughs> subtle, I know. <laughs> I, I rethought it as soon as I said it. But the <laughs> but you know, just some of that 
just some of the humor of the dude. Also, the the dynamic between the the friend group and just really kind of pulling on each other. Um, it's just really compelling. It really brought the movie together. It did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> yeah, and I think for me was um, in, in the the dude you saw somebody and i said this earlier um who is confident in who he is you know he he is very comfortable with his identity and he sticks to it throughout the entire movie and doesn't back away from that and yeah. in his identity of who he is he's a very calm i think brit said he's a very uh or you did paul that he's non-judgmental you know he yeah. he's very open to other people and what they do and just seems to be a genuine loving caring person in his skin but also my favorite scene i think uh uh, paul has it queued up for later but when when the cop throws the coffee cup at his forehead (laughs) sorry that scene gets me every time just a coffee cup to the forehead man Mm -hmm. um i laugh every time i watch it but it, it's in the humor, you know, I, I, I can't tell you how many times it's I've watched subtle. the movie and I, it's very subtle, <laughs> but I laugh at it every time. You know, I watched it again um, yesterday uh, and my youngest son has now watched it for the first time. And I just laughed my butt off the whole time. His reaction. He's eight, at the end right? Of it, Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, eight years ago, six, six. We started this early. many. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's twenty um, and hasn't seen it yet. Hadn't seen it yet, but um, he, he was, I was like, "How did you like it?" He goes, "That was a movie." <laughs> so, <laughs> but he, yeah, it was. But I laugh every time. I don't know what it is, but I laugh every time I see that. You know, some of the the dumb parts of it. It just draw me in, like when you see the dude doodling on the notepad, <laughs> and he runs over to you know see what he wrote, and it's that <laughs> that that we know the image, and it just gets it's just hilarious. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it's this time. You know, it, when it came out, I was a different person, right? When it, in nineteen ninety eight, I was in my twenties, right? So. I, I was so long ago uh, and, and, yeah. you know, and I was all caught up in that nineties kind of indie, indie movies that were becoming popular, you know, Pulp Fiction. And there's all these sort of, you know, if, when, when you said the F, if you said the F word a lot, you were, you were, it was a good movie. Uh, you know, all those sort of like, so it's, it's, it's somewhat of that time. And, and at the time I enjoyed it. And, and I, I think, you know, you had some of those, I, I didn't dissect it back then why I liked it, but I, you know, I, I thought it was funny and all that sort of stuff. Now, a lot of it is the writing that a lot of it's the humor. I think I, the characters to me are distinct and unique. And it's just one of those things where like, as a writer, I look at it and just marvel at all the different things they were able to do. It's genius in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I may not like what I see as their as their kind of ultimate message of, you know, this he's not a hero, but he's a man that we, you know, uh, I'm glad he's around, you know, sort of thing. Um, <laughs> but but at the same time, like I, I do think that there is a there's a, there's a lot to relate to. 
I think it's really interesting that as because some of these characters are extreme, man. I mean, she's flying through the air and she's mm-hmm. naked and she's doing all this stuff. <laughs> right. But but they somehow. <laughs> but her but, her work is very vaginal. <laughs> <laughs> is that word uh, upset you? But, <laughs> are you uncomfortable with that word? But but they somehow make them relatable too, right? They somehow make these characters as extreme as they are. Mm-hmm very relatable and interesting and and the, the Coen brothers have always been quirky and you know just doing a lot of that stuff but so a lot of that stuff i like about it man i, I just really like again the, the writing part of it has so many different levels and it just amazes me i'm like man when i'm a good writer i do this yeah <laughs> like when i'm a good writer this is what i do but for a whole movie man maybe i get a couple scenes in a book to do this uh Brit hasn't said the word man this much. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of levels. It's a very complicated movie. There's a lot Mm. of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have have yous, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and talking about the whole character thing, uh, Brit, you know, you, you talk about very distinct and very unique characters, but there's so much synergy. Like you see how well they all mesh into the story yeah. and, not, and mm-hmm. none of it feels out of place. You know, every person in that story feel, it feels like they're connected to that mm. story and to each other and, and yeah. very unique ways. Like from, you know, when the dude goes and looks at bunny the first time and he's like, you know, <laughs> getting <laughs> a good look and, but you know, there's, there's such synergy between everybody. Yeah. Even, even the, uh, the Peter Stormare led uh, Euro German punk band, right? <laughs> Autobahn. <laughs> with, yeah, that's yeah. right, Autobahn. With Flea and uh, the, the big bad guy from Die Hard, not Hans Gruber, mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah. The the not Hans Gruber guy. Yeah. yeah. The big blonde guy. That's how he's known. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's his name, right? Not Torsten Vogues. <laughs> what makes this a rewatchable movie is all the details like they like mm-hmm. there are so many details in this movie that you could keep rewatching it and see new stuff all the time because they just they paid attention to all that stuff and they all mean something mm-hmm. to them right they right. they they made it mean something in in their minds you know so it's just like i said there's so much of it we could just talk about the writing but i know there's themes in it too but that's just so good one of the things we we sort of if you didn't notice uh brit had some had a little angst as he's watching the movie you know a lot of the stuff we look at there's a lot of there's an obvious redemption story there's an obvious this is the character that transformed but this movie it was purposely written to be a super complex story that ultimately doesn't matter like nothing really technically changes but it does right and very nihilist thi- right <laughs> <laughs> the, the nihilists pop up all over the movie <laughs> and and so we we get that theme of the the ecclesiastes like as we were talking like we were breaking it down we're like oh there's this there's this you know even where he says the dude abides that comes from ecclesiastes one where it's like a generation will fade away a new generation will be born the earth abides and we see that because Donnie dies, but there's a new Lebowski on the way. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. To everything, right? Turn, 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 or something like that. <laughs> and so 
one of the things we're going to talk about is is how this movie does show the meaninglessness in these different characters. Even to a certain degree, from a certain perspective, the dude. And we're also going to look at how that dude's identity, as, as JB sort of mentioned at the top, what it says about dudeism, there's a lot to relate to uh, identity. When you know who you are, you, you can be at peace. You're not striving. You're very, uh, there's a, a phrase called the, how Jesus talked about the upside down kingdom. The first will be last. The last will be first. If you want to be great, you've got to serve. If taking the lowest seat, like that's sort of what the dude does throughout the movie and how those things sort of go together. And, and that's what really I think makes great art is you can look at it from a number of different perspectives. You can have a lot of different opinions Man. and it's all, it all can, because that's what we're bringing because we're applying our heart, our identity and in a lot of sense. My mouth, my brain's going faster than my mouth. <laughs> and in a lot of ways we're bringing who we are in our struggle and we're overlaying that on the movie that we're watching. And that I think is what makes great art is it's something you talk about and it's not, it doesn't have to be cut and dried and well, this is what this means. And it's not all tied up in a bow. Cause you're like, you don't even know if they're going to win the bowling tournament. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Cliffhanger. The dude exactly. too. You know, you don't, <laughs> but don't mess with Jesus. Or what does he say? We don't, you know, don't, no. don't mess with Jesus. <laughs> well, he says it a different way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nobody. Well, because they carpet bombed the F bombs in this movie. How many yeah, times, Britt? 292. That's what, that's what, that's what the website says. I didn't says. notice. You didn't notice? No, I didn't. Even, <laughs> it, was, no. it, it was just like the comedy. It was so subtle, Rob. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the cursing was very subtle. Very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to do a synopsis of the movie because it's it's complicated it's a lot 25 years old <laughs> if you <laughs> haven't seen these, it man. you should Ugh. see it um, and honestly it's a story that doesn't nothing really changes in most of their people's lives unless you're the dude whose <laughs> brand new car gets <laughs> decimated or the, or the guy who random dies. strangers yeah, yeah. um <laughs> Is this your homework, Larry? <laughs> Dude, we know it's homework, homework. We know stop asking. <laughs> well, and dudes, dudes, he, you finally did it. They finally they they killed my car. Uh, they, what, they, they killed dudes' car. Um, yeah. And so let's let's take the ecclesiastical approach first, because yeah. I always like to start with the downer, so we can finish with the upper. I'm not sure what drugs he's doing, but I think most of them are pot. But except for the acid, an acid trip, right? trip flashback. <laughs> the occasional yeah. acid flashback. Brent, what you commented in our text threads that what was really interesting and again goes back to the great writing is how the different characters are sort of caricatures without feeling yes, like caricatures. Good. So dive into a couple of your your favorite and because what you said was what they do is they show the meaninglessness of the this way of pursuing life. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know if I could give names to all of them, but I mean, obviously you have the nihilist, which is, is kind of, that's kind of the running joke. And what, what does he say at that one point? Uh, what does Walter say? Like, they're not a threat. They're nihilists or something. He goes, you know, we believe in nothing, <laughs> but, but they each have like very distinct approaches to life and, and man, they keep those characters so consistent. I mean, like as yeah. a writer, like you don't have to, like if you, if your writing is good enough and your voice is good enough for different characters, you don't have to say he said, she said, like, the reader will know because like their voice comes out of their dialogue and all that sort of stuff. And he's just so brilliantly done in this movie, but you've got Walter who is driven by his trauma and that trauma because mm-hmm. he always goes back to Vietnam. Right. Mm-hmm. And do, mm-hmm. and but he never actually went to Vietnam. <laughs> right. That was the whole point. <laughs> It's so weird, but it's so quirky. But and by the way, John Goodman, I don't think John Goodman gets enough credit for being a phenomenal actor. Like he is, oh, amen. he is, mm-hmm. he might be one of the most unsung, you know, just like talented actors. And, you know, if he was, you know, but he's so amazing. Um, and but then you have Donnie, who isn't that Steve Buscemi? Who is just yeah, Steve Buscemi? Yeah. Yeah. He's yep. just, he just, he's just, you're out of your league, Donnie. <laughs> you're out of your element. Out of your <laughs> element. He's, like, he's like Ringo Starr. He's just happy to be there, man. I mean, he's just there. <laughs> I am the walrus. And so, and, and, and got, I'm the walrus. You've got the Reaganomics capitalist, you know, you've got the feminist, arts, the artsy mm. feminist. Um, who I, I don't need a man. Uh, I, I, I don't want a man. I just want the baby, you know, uh, I don't want a partner or a companion, you know, like just like, they're, and they're so extreme. And then you got the, the, the it's not my special lady friend. <laughs> <laughs> you've got the, um, uh, you know, then you've got bunny who was like this, you know, just carefree, whatever. And then, um, I'm trying. Oh, and then Nympho, there's the I pornographer. The then there's a the pornographer, basically. <laughs> and he goes, "Well, you know, you know, the mind is <laughs> mind is the most erotic part of the body. Well, maybe for you, uh, <laughs> but, but he's like, I work in media. He, don't you work in pornography? No, I work in media. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one was log jam? <laughs> Which one was log- <laughs> uh, again, the lines are brilliant. I mean, it's so quotable, but. But uh, but I, I think that they're each coming at life from these different and they're all trying to manipulate each other and they're all trying to manipulate the dude. And he uh, to, and he allows himself to be manipulated. Um, so his go mm-hmm. with the flow isn't necessarily the best, you know, because he's in a kid's house threatening to cut off his Johnson. If he doesn't, <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't seem very calm in dudism to me. Um, but uh, anyway, it was just funny, but it's just one of those things of like, but anyway, so for me, again, it's just good writing. Like you have all these different characters with different points of view and worldviews. And yet, because even when they believe in something, it's just based on this trying to make their way in a meaningless existence, trying to make mm. meaning out of non-meaning. And maybe you could say for the dude, he just admits there's no meaning <laughs> and just <laughs> gives into it and F it, you know, uh, and I might as well just be nice when I can and go with the flow. So they, they each have their own sort of 
flawed ways of engaging the meaninglessness. Very astute. Do you guys have any thoughts <laughs> to add on that? Man, I don't know. He had all the thoughts. Like He did have all the thoughts. Every of the thoughts. Mm. Well, and I, I think, like I said er- earlier, with, with the, you know, you, we're talking about the characters and you just go through the whole expanse of them. Even with all the differences, like I said, there was synergy in yeah. this movie that it mm-hmm. felt so yep. well put together yep. that you know, Bunny does well in a scene with uh, the dude and, you know, Walter does great in a scene with the nihilists yep. just because there's that, that tension between who Walter is and who the nihilists are, even with the opposing viewpoints, the, the scenes are brilliant. Yes, I, absolutely. And we haven't even talked about Phillips. Oh my gosh. No, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> 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 the butler. <laughs> he is her life Please is in your hands that, now. <laughs> her, she, her life is in your hands. Which he repeats. <laughs> when um, he repeats later, her life is in my hands. <laughs> yeah. When they pulled out that cell phone, man. Oh my God. That, <laughs> that bag cell phone. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Uh, when it keeps ringing. That was high tech back when then. When it keeps ringing and he's <laughs> just looking in Even the space. Even when the cops are there. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, it's the best. Mm. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and what I noticed at the towards the end when they're when uh, dude and uh, Walter are sitting there in the funeral home, they had on the 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 back the wall behind the mortuary person. It had a verse. Had some mortuary person from the mortician. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. mortuary. The guy who's trying to charge him. This is our most reasonable That's receptacle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there it's Ralphs. Ralphs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is super interesting because my mother-in-law has actually been cremated and she remains on the piano. Her ashes in a coffee can. Yes, that's awesome. That's how she wanted her remains kept. <laughs> Dude, and you I know don't this? think she was a big Lebowski fan. This wasn't her jam, I don't think. But they 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 reference Ralph's, and that was uh, the dude's only identification yes. when he's oh at, the, at the yeah. police station. <laughs> the value card. <laughs> it's Ralph's card. <laughs> the 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 verse that's on the wall is from Psalm one hundred three. It says, "The life of mortals is like grass." They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. You know, super, super uplifting. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, to me, as we were sort of, as we kept talking about these sort of the meaninglessness pursuits, whether it's the big Lebowski, who's actually, he he tries to portray himself as super rich, but is actually broke. Mm -hmm. Or Bunny, who's, running around LA trying to become famous and Good. have sex with everyone. Um, you know, even, even, even Brant, you know, mm. who's sucking up to try to become the person, Yeah, you know, and, and Walter with being super confident, super sure of everything. And Donnie's sort of out of the way. But when you look at it of this, this character, and that's what the good writing is. It's, they made them characters, not caricatures. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, that's weird. That's crazy. That wouldn't even, even the the random private investigator. (laughs) (laughs) But you see that sort of theme throughout the movie 
is all this stuff, all the trying to figure out who did what, all the trying to, to the, the machinations of the different characters, it all amounts to nothing. Huh. Bunny returns all 10 toes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I guess the nihilist girlfriend lost a, she she, she lost a little something. <laughs> Uh, Britt, you you had mentioned this post that you had seen on one of the socials that I think reflects sort of the meaninglessness that we see. I mean, if you read Ecclesiastes, that's a pretty bleak read um, about just the meaninglessness of of life and and the pursuit. Um, you know, because you can do everything according to this way, but what's it what's it all mean? Which are good, actually, good questions to wrestle with. But I think that 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 there is a prevailing culture or a thought or a worldview here in America, at least, that sort of wrestles with this idea that you you saw in, in one of the socials. Well, yeah. So a friend of mine posted this, and it's it's from Nick Miller, who I don't know if that's a writer or who that is, but. It's, it's a quote from him, and it says, I'm someone who's mostly dead inside, but has a little hope for something extraordinary, which, as I said, is the worst breed of human, because it means I know everything is BS, but that I secretly hope for the day when it might not be. And, and, and that's, it kind of almost goes back to C.S. Lewis. Right. That if I long for another world, like if I long for every every other desire that I have, there's a way to satisfy it. But if I long for a perfect world where that's not bullcrap, then that world must exist. Right. And and yet this person is saying, like, that's the worst breed of human to wish for a world that wasn't bullcrap when this is the only world we have. And, and if, if, if we only have this world, then it's all meaningless. And we, we're just trying to make sense. We're just trying to rearrange the piles of crap into different, you know, things, you know, uh, and, and it's just, and call it art. And, and but it's, it, but it's not, it's not anything. And so, but, and that's why, that's why to me, it's like that, that's why even Ecclesiastes, is is one book amongst all of the books <laughs> you know like it's just an expression <laughs> of if this world is all there is then let's eat and drink and be merry for tomorrow we die like there's uh, there's no reason to try to do anything um evil seems to win or or whatever you know all that sort of stuff there's no consequences and in, in all those sort of stuff so to me that 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 shows this longing i think we all have for a world that isn't BS. And I'm thankful that there is one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, the dude kind of goes on that journey throughout the, uh, you know, the movie is he's trying to make sense of everything based off of what he knows, right? You know, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, <laughs> a lot of what have you, <laughs> you know, and he, you know, he starts to slowly understand what's what's going on and what, you know, this driving forces uh, throughout the movie. He starts to pick up on clues, you know, realizes that, you know, oh, Bunny kidnapped herself is was his first thought. And then 
Bunny was never kidnapped, you know. So he he's going on this journey through, you know, the um, the utter uselessness of life, right? But he he's learning along the way to a point where, you know, at the end he said, "The dude abides." <laughs> well, one of my favorite scenes, or or not a scene, but the sequences, and it was predictable. I think it was predictable when I first saw it, but definitely this time was the one where he's floating along the bowling alley. No, (laughs) 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 the one where, where he's tired of people breaking into his house. So he, (laughs) so he, so he, he's, He's, he's he's done. He he's so hey man, this is a private residence, and and you know the guy the nihilists come in and threaten to cut off his Johnson, and he's in the bath, and it's like he's had enough, and so he they bring in their marmot, <laughs> nice marmot man, and so but he 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 nails rather crudely this two by four to the ground to the floor or whatever it is, this piece of wood. And he sets up a chair under to to lean underneath the so good. the door, and it and it opens the other way. The door opens the other way. It's yeah. so good. So first of all, how often do we think we are building defenses for this life, and and, and, and there's no defense. It, it, the door opens out, and then later on, he trips, he over. trips over his own, defense, trips his over. own defense. <laughs> so, so what he set up to defend himself ended up hurting him in the end. Oh my gosh! And I, I just thought that was such great symbolism of of oh. for us for for us about how often we try to we we try to defend ourselves. We try to do, and all we do is hurt ourselves. Like <laughs> we're hurting ourselves. Like we're not even, we're not hmm. keeping the evil at bay. It's oh. going to get in any, either way yeah. in, in the world of nothingness, right. In the world of meaninglessness. So, 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 so. <laughs> Rob, I thought you had something. No, sorry. Indigestion. <laughs> I, I do have <laughs> that's I Taco gonna, Bell. <laughs> I do have a, a nice. Oh yes, the big Rybowski. Wow, wow. Jack Daniels Rye. Yeah. Very impressive. So, is it any good? It is good. Very good. So I'll be staying on on theme and on <laughs> brand. So this works. There you go. Well, you're being consistent. That's right. You know, if if all the if the world is only what you see. What is the point? Right? If we know we've got what maybe 80-ish years, give or take some decades. And what's the point? Hmm. You know, we oh well, you know, it's about having kids and procreating, but why? For what? Why should we care? Why should we care what happens to Bunny or the dude or Walter or Donnie? And and by the way, I feel like Walter 100% is is storming the Capitol last year. Yes. He is. <laughs> With his gun, Lucy. <laughs> You're entering a world of pain. <laughs> Over the line. <laughs> oh, my God. This is not Vietnam. There are rules. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he's uh. the fact that he tries to legalistically follow the Sabbath. Oh, my God. It's yeah. just <laughs> Shabbat. Shabbat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I don't know if this is really an emergency, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, again, as much as life is meaningless or seems to be meaningless, and we're trying to navigate that, these characters in this movie are trying to navigate that. I, I think it's really telling that Donnie's death actually seems to shake them a bit. Hmm. Like, like mm -hmm. as meaningless as it all seems, someone dying kind of means something. Like, out of all this stuff, everybody's manipulating every, everybody and all this stuff is going on. There's all this chaos. It's complicated and all these different levels and ends. And like, it's at the end, life matters, even mm. though they can't explain why. Right. But they know it matters so much that right. that's the only time that he's willing to say, I'm sorry. Mm. And 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 force yeah. some sort of real connection with dude, like we're friends. There's some sort of real connection here beyond we just bowl together and talk crap to each other, right? That moment is really interesting to me because he wasn't apologizing. Well, he might have been apologizing for throwing no, right on his ashes <laughs> in his face. But all throughout the movie, Walter does this insane stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to go hijack the kidnappers and he's going to he's convinced the big Lebowski can actually walk and dumps him on the floor. He busts up somebody's new uh, red sports car. <laughs> Never once does he apologize. He doesn't apologize for waving a pistol in uh, the dude's face because his toe went over the line. Smokey. Allegedly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But. Like you said, coming face to face with mortality mm -hmm. is what happened. Like, like you, you know, when they're sitting there, they called the dude Mr. Lebowski and he doesn't correct him. Walter apologizes for being, as he says, you're not wrong, you're just an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but that's out of Ecclesiastes too. He says it's better uh -huh. to go to a house of mourning than a house of feasting, because in a house of mourning the living take note. Mm -hmm. It's actually better to go into a place where you come face to face with your own mortality. Nobody chooses to do it, really, but the wise do. Right? Solomon says wise people do face their own mortality because because. It, it makes you ask those big questions. What am I doing? And, and, and for people of faith, right, you can wrestle through that with hope and there's mm -hmm. answers. Um, I know a, a quick story, you know, a, a friend of mine that I'm mentoring with some story coaching, he's a CEO of a, of a nonprofit and he's 60 years old, 58, 60 years old. And he's been in sales his whole life good good believer christian man and he goes his mother dies and he's driving back from the funeral with with some of his family in the car and he says that's it i'm done i'm quitting my job when i get back mm. <laughs> right what am i doing with my life <laughs> and 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 if I'm going to start doing something that matters, I, I, I bet I got to start now. You know, I love those stories. Um, but but anyway, so I think I just love that moment of sort of vulnerability that Walter finally has, you know.
in the awkward hug that they have yeah. <laughs> where Walt goes in all big and <laughs> the dude is just like and he forces his arm right doesn't he like force yeah. his arm <laughs> it's so awkward it's so awkward and so that's where that's where we're going to pivot evolve Be- because it's really easy to get lost and and that's what you see whether it's Walter with his rigid legalism, the Big Lebowski with his sort of capitalistic mindset, Treehorn and Bunny with their sort of sex focus. Again, you go back to Ecclesiastes. I tried all these things and I found it empty. Mm -hmm. But when you look at what character in this entire story had peace, had contentment, he knew who he was. Well, that's the dude, right? Because that's what you call me. Yeah, he even mm-hmm. said, uh, I'm not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. Right. I'm the dude. And he's comfortable in that. He's mm-hmm. he's confident in his uh, identity. And I think that's uh, part of what that char- makes that character endearing to me is, you know, in that identity, he has such a peace, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he has such yeah. a calmness and. Um, like we said earlier, you know, in that he has love and acceptance and just a good dude. And he and he's OK gonna, with that. He's like, I'm the yeah. dude. Yeah, dude here. I don't need to be rich. I don't need mm-hmm. to drive a nice car. I don't need to be. No, like I just want my rug with no pee up. on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, it really tied the room together, man. Yeah, and he was I mean, he was fine just to get the rug back. And mm-hmm. then and then you, you know, fast forward to he's given, you know, hey, we'll give you twenty thousand dollars if you facilitate this, you know, this this exchange. And he was great with that. That was awesome, fantastic. And then no, we gotta put soiled undies in a bag <laughs> and toss it so we can keep the whole million and you that know always he, works. He, he was he was really the only person not trying to find a way to get more from whatever the situation was throughout the movie. Yeah, he wasn't driven by greed. He was yeah. his identity was his driving force. That mm-hmm. that peace and that contentment, just being the dude. And what is it? Big Lebowski tells him the bums will always lose. <laughs> Do you have a job? Are you employed? Mm-hmm. And even in the beginning, when when the the stranger um, Sam Elliott is sort of narrating, and he's calling the dude a hero, hmm. it's like, but the hero doesn't really fit because basically he might be the laziest man on earth. <laughs> and that's where we talk about this idea that the art, the interpretation, the perception, the, your your opinion, man, <laughs> is if you look at it from a certain perspective. The dude embodies how we should enter into life if our identity is secure in who we are in Christ. I'm not saying if you looked at the life of Jesus that he would be the laziest man out there. However, one of the things Dallas Willard said is if you use one word to describe Jesus, it would be relaxed. Mm -hmm. Jesus could go with the flow because his identity wasn't bound up in all the externals in all the what other people thought about him, it, he was secure in his relationship with his father. It makes me think of, uh, I, I don't know exactly which verse it is, I would have to look it up, but where uh, Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. Uh, 
And then in the message translation, it says, I will teach you the unforced rhythm of grace. Mm. And that's that, that peace in Christ. That's that contentment in your identity in Christ. That's what he teaches you is how to be content with him. You know, I, um, I, the, I think the quote is, uh, God is most glorified when we f- are, we find ourselves content in him or something like that. Mm. And so, yeah. I, I just butchered that quote. <laughs> but the idea is there that, you know, God is glorified when we seek him for our identity, when we seek mm-hmm. him for contentment. Mm-hmm. And again, when you look at the characters, who's striving, who's manipulating? Mm-hmm. I, and granted, dude does some of that. You know, he, he kind of gets the, the rug. And he's he's working the system, but typically he's responding to the voices mm-hmm. of the people around him. Mm-hmm. Like if he doesn't listen to Walter and saying, you need to go see the big Lebat, you need to go see the guy who they thought you were to get your rug replaced. Like he was just sort of, this was a bummer, man. Yeah. And are like, oh, you got to go. He could have just kept on living in the Matthew McConaughey with the, without a G at the end, just living. He could have just kept on living and, and not gotten all wrapped up in this. It was Walter who was pushing to keep the money. He was like, no, I just, I, her life is in my hands, man. <laughs> and he's trying to do the right thing by the people that he's engaged with. That's what I think is, is the takeaway. Or it can be. That's why it's appealing because we want to be like the dude. We want our head to get shoved in the toilet <laughs> after spending an hour picking which. It's down cream. there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. When he pulls, when the the guy who's been giving you a, a swirly pulls out a bowling ball, he's like, "What's this?" Obviously, you're not a bowl. Bo- so you're not a golfer. <laughs> I love I love what you said, JB, the, the unforced rhythms of mm, yeah. grace. And that will look lazy to the world around us. It will. Well, it, it can. But I, I think that the the difference is is he was he was he was going with the flow of this life. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. and when we go to the flow of a different life. We won't, we won't be rushed. Jesus never ran anywhere. Took a lot of naps. He took, (laughs) (laughs) but John said, if we wrote down the stuff he did and world couldn't contain the books, like he didn't do, he, he did a lot, but he, but, but he, he did what he did wasn't based on what going with the flow of the world. I mean, if he was going with the flow of the world, he would have gone to Lazarus's house when he was sick. He didn't. He wouldn't have waited two days, you know. So, it, it, yes, it will look. Right. It will definitely look odd. And and so so he says something at the beginning of the movie that I thought was interesting. The what was his the cowboy guy? What's his name? The stranger. The stranger. The stranger. He says he, he said because he, he says he's not a hero, but he's someone that fits his time and place or something like that. Like he's mm. like, he's the kind of yeah. person, basically he's the kind of person we need. And so, 
so uh, you know while you know I, I don't think it's a, it's a perfect comparison but at the same time we have so many people in our world from all these different perspectives all trying to make meaning out of meaninglessness we do need mm-hmm. to be the kind of people that go against the grain in that respect we do need to be the kind of people that go with the flow of a different life and that will look fairly odd and that's and that's and we do need to abide in that sense right um in that hey jesus said abide in me and i will abide in you that's right (laughs) (laughs) comes full circle so i think that is the that's the appeal we want to we want to have a life where we just abide Mm. but that's only possible in christ like that's only Mm. it only has meaning it only it only has reality in christ in that sense it does make sense because you look at you know one of our markers of identity and in christ is the holy spirit the empowerment of the holy spirit and Mm. um i'm actually saying in my message this week you know we we often pray for those big miracles of the Holy Spirit. You know, you want to raise somebody from dead. You want to instantly cure cancer. You want to do all these things. But what does Paul tell us about the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Patience, love, kindness, gentleness. Those are the big empowering things from the Holy Spirit that we should want in our lives, right? Not the, we shouldn't desire the million dollars, we should desire the basic contentment yep. um, in Christ, and that is having that joy, that love, that kindness, that gentleness, and that patience. I, there's just that constant struggle between um, between the friend group, and it it just uh, like I said, it, it it continues to call to me. Like we, you know, we we talk about the dude being he has a set of principles. He has a set of values and that's what he's sticking with. He gets, he gets pulled off track um, by these other voices. He gets pulled off track and, and pulled in a direction that leads him down a, just a fantastical (laughs) series of events. But Mm. um, you know, that, that uh, back to the identity that this constantly knowing who he is and, and where he's, what his lane is, where he's supposed to stay. Um, and yeah, I still think, you know, Donnie's just, just, just such a, uh, just such an innocence in, in the midst of all of the cra- craziness and chaos that's happening throughout the film. And, and, you know, we just keep trying to shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. That's a really good point. And a top notch pun there yes stay in his lane yeah. he's in his lane yeah. that's right bold me over man <laughs> that was that was jb nice. worthy nice <laughs> but you look at it and, and we we talked about that sort of idea as well is what if all, all, you know the the sort of the three pieces of your psyche right where you've got sort of who you are is is the dude but then you've got these warring voices in your head between walter the one who's uber confident convinced uh easily you know he's he's super intense right and then like you said you've got donnie who is the voice of innocence is the voice of calm and sometimes not quite he's out of his league yeah. right he's over his head You're out of his element um, that's right <laughs> 
You're out of your element, Donnie. <laughs> but which one? And we see that too in the whole movie is he's frequent. Uh, the dude is frequently influenced by the voice he's heard most recently. Yeah. Mm. This yep. this aggression will not stand, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know he's frequently echoing stuff that he just recently heard. Which is super funny because the way he applies it and does it. <laughs> but that's the same thing for us is we have to be aware of who that is because what was I remember hearing, you know, you hear stuff about the people you hang out with and basically it's like you become the average of the five people you spend the most yeah. time mm. with. Mm. So like, like he says to Walter. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. <laughs> right. Well, you spend enough time with an asshole, you're gonna, you're gonna become be. one. Yeah. And and so we ha we do have to be careful of who we're spending the most time with, even if we're rolling. Of rolling. And it, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what roll, that's what they the bowl, right? Yeah. The other, I think it's interesting. Sam Elliott's character, the stranger. Mm -hmm. Feels very much like when, you, again, going back to Ecclesiastes, the teacher, mm -hmm. the one who sort of knows the big story, knows, sees all the events. It, it, and I think, I can't remember which one of you guys said it earlier about the soundtrack. And like, if you listen to the music and match it to what's on the screen, it takes your, it takes your movie to a whole different level. Yeah. Didn't we have I any movie clips geared up? JB, there was one movie clip requested. Uh, nobody else JB's. requested any? <laughs> Man. Just to set up the clip, the dude gets arrested because he's running down the street, uh, very much like uh, old school, but Will Ferrell in old school, but he does have his clothes on. Well, he had just been roofied. <laughs> right. <He> just <laughs> As happens occasionally right. in this movie. In, um, in Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he's he's in there and and very much again a caricature type of the the uh the sheriff, the law enforcement saying you're sort of beneath us. Like even going back to the the cop who gave him his car back after he got <laughs> impounded. He's like, "Oh, we yeah, got five we're detectives on it." <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> like basically he is below their they don't care. Yeah. Now, we got a nice, quiet little beach community here, and I aim to keep it nice and quiet. So let me make something play. I don't like you sucking around <laughs> bothering our citizens, Lebowski. I don't like your jerk-off name. <laughs> I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you, jerk-off. <laughs> Do I make myself clear? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Ow! Fucking fascist! <laughs> fascist! Stay out of Malibu, Lebowski! See, again with the subtlety. <laughs> so subtle. I only wanted so that Jamie, clip. So, why, Jamie, why, why would that... Why was that clip the one you requested? That is my absolute favorite scene in the movie, is just watching him get <laughs> clocked in the head. <laughs> With a coffee cup. Oh my god! But man, that that's life sometimes, though, right? You're trying to find meaning in the world. You're you know you're on this this quest to find the meaning of what's going on. Then you're suddenly roofied, and you find yourself in a police station, and 
We've Next thing there. you know, you're hitting the head with the coffee cup. Life yeah. is As hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we, when I was a manager of a, I had a peer interview team, and one of the, so they would pick their questions. And uh, one of the questions was always, you know, how good of a listener are you? And they said, if anybody ever responded, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> they would be hired on the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she told me I wasn't a good uh, listener or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> My wife starts out conversations by saying, were you even listening to me? And that's just weird. Yeah. Why would you start there? <laughs> All right. Any now any any closing <laughs> thoughts as we move towards the the final countdown ooh nobody sang it i say it, it's in my head it it's is playing in, in my, my head, head. <sighs> and my work is done <laughs> uh. if there were, if somebody was going to watch the movie hmm? what would be one thing that you would say hey watch for this be aware of this or enjoy this Watch for him to get hit Other in the head with the, the coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> Look mm. for a purple onesie, <laughs> and you will want, and you will want it desperately. <laughs> uh, and, and I think we we've kind of touched mm. on it, but just to reiterate it, I, I think that maybe watch how he reacts. And interacts mm, yeah. with every person. How mm. he be he never begins a conversation with conflict or or tension. Like he's always he's a pacifist man. He's, <laughs> he's always welcoming <laughs> at the beginning, and mm-hmm. he's curious and. As much as every he might disagree with every one of these people in their pursuits, as far as what they think have meaning, he allows it. Like it doesn't, mm. it doesn't phase him that they have it. And I think that there's a certain amount of of security in that, like to be, personal security, and like you were talking about JB identity to be able to say, mm-hmm. okay, you you're you're, you're you're you might be right but you're a jerk, right? Um, like, I mean, he's just gonna, but he's, he's honest and he's genuine in every moment. And, but at the yeah. same time, he's not confrontational about it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, and I, I think that there's, yeah, that that's a brilliant mm-hmm. sort of balance that he brings just, you know, along with a lot of the comedy and a lot of the friend, the friendship dynamics and dialogue are just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. the relationship dynamics, like and I, I said it earlier, where, you know, even his landlord, you know, invites mm-hmm. him right. to this horrible dance recital that he does. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, and he invited his friends to go with to him. Come with him. Yeah, you know, that sh- just shows, you know, how he interacts with people that he, he genuinely cares. Yeah. And he probably went into it knowing it was going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. But he's still oh, for sure. and, and he you know? and he hushes them. Remember, yeah. like yeah. He, yeah. they yeah. won't stop talking. He's like, Shh, like, pay attention to this horrible yeah. dance. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And chances are, this is not the first time he's been to one of this guy's <laughs> <Right>. recitals. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, isn't that what Jesus says? That by this they will know you're you're my disciples because you're right all the time. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> right. That's what. No, no. no. He said because you love one mm. another. Being right doesn't matter yeah. as much as loving the person in front yeah. of you. Hmm. And I can't believe. Speaking of Jesus, we didn't mention him. We we never really talked about John Torturo <laughs> and Jesus, <laughs> the super weird bowler guy. <laughs> when he came on the in the scene where yeah you know, he first shows up and he's licking the oh my the god, mm-hmm. my son was like, what, what, <laughs> what the hell have you done to me, Dad? <laughs> so good. Uh, uh, what he's, he calls him. A- a petter, petter a, a. <laughs> <laughs> but another great actor with a great, I mean, like, I don't even know how much time he has on the screen, but it's not much, but you remember no. him. You remember that character. <laughs> yeah. It is seared into your brain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Forever. Yeah. It's a, it's a great movie. Super enjoyable. Obviously 292 F bombs. <laughs> Be mindful of where you're watching it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we we feel like we tried to do a pretty good job of uh, limiting. I, I couldn't, I had to let loose with some stuff, but terrible that's how it rolls around here. <laughs> <laughs> Such a sinner. Um, so, JB and Rob, what are you guys, what are you guys up to these days? This is going to air uh, early December. Early December. We will Sweet. be in our Advent series. We will be on our podcast. Um, uh, we did a sermon series called Stocking Stuffers at our uh, campus, I think, two years ago. And so we're mm-hmm. going through, you know, all the, you know, joy, peace, hope, and, and going through uh, uh, five weeks of Advent. And um, typically we release every other week. Um, sometimes we release uh, bonus content on off weeks. But it, during Advent, we give people the gift they never asked for, and that's an episode every week. Yeah. And so um, that'll be what's going on uh, come December. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah and that, that's the gift that keeps on that's giving. Right. And it's going to be uh, a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be uh, uh, special for us because they're all going to be Patreon episodes. So they'll all be people from, you know, that are signed up to our, our Patreon apostle tier. Um, with that too, you get to come on the show with us. So we, we are, you know, kind of loading that Advent season with those folks. So really excited about that. But we also got coming up. And so this will already be released by the time this episode Mm -hmm. is out. Uh, We are um, talking to the brand ambassador for uh, pursuit spirits. Uh, He's Mm going to be on the show. We're actually recording with him on Monday. Yeah. And so we get to, for the first time, try their bourbons and their rise and, he, uh, do a Bible study as we go through the uh, four different samples that they provided for us. So that's really cool. Cool. Yeah, we're excited for that's that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So, and and Rob, where can they where can they find your podcast you know, and your YouTube content? Way to way to throw that over here. So <laughs> <laughs> I know who I know what you, right. I know who to do, who's in charge of this. <laughs> so you can find uh, uh, so you can find all the information about us jbbibleandbourbon.com slash social. That's going to have all of our social media links, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of those things. It's also going to have how you can find us um, and follow us on um, YouTube or Rumble if you want to watch glorious HD video of Bearded Majesty, I think mm-hmm. is is what bearded the kids majesty. are calling it. Yeah. Um, also, you can subscribe. Wait, wait. Which one of you is Bearded Majesty? I mean, we no, both I'm are. bearded. He's yeah, Majesty. majesty. 
<laughs> I'm majestic. If you had, <laughs> especially when That's he frolics. Your full name. Yeah. My friends call me Majesty. <laughs> exactly. Um, also has all of our podcatchers there. Mm-hmm. Like JB said, we release every other um, every other week um, in our normal content, which is going and deep diving into a, a sermon message kind of bringing more to to what that series is um you know linking to the to the original message if you want to go listen to that and, and get some more context of what we're talking about and then really just diving into the into the points of the message sharing sharing supports along the way and having a feature pour. Yep. um and looking to bring some more um some more content with our diving in that lets us kind of go a little bit of a different direction and, and focus on a on a distillery or on a topic or you know whiskey games which we're looking to do um had a really good time with that that released uh, about a month ago and then next year we plan on doing that with all of our patreons which is just a, a blind tasting game it was a lot of fun um and we just want to bring that to you know the people that come alongside of us and support us jb bible and bourbon.com slash social yeah they're awesome because they're not trying to get bourbon to christians no they're trying to find bourbon drinkers and introduce them yes. to Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's the stuff that's awesome. Yeah, because we we just love conversations that happen over bourbon and mm-hmm. people are comfortable. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's a it's a bridge, it's a bridge to build trust and in that trust be able to share the gospel with people and and importantly support them in in their life, right? Because those those vulnerable moments are going to are going to come out much more in a casual bourbon cigar shop conversation right mm-hmm. yeah. um so that's that's what we that's what we really enjoy about the bourbon community and and using you know using that to bring the the joy of christ to people yep yeah and it's all about ambushing them we mm-hmm. ambush through movies yep. right. you ambush yeah. through uh, <laughs> cigars and bourbon. a lot like vietnam <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> You weren't even there, Walter. <laughs> well, at least they get them liquored up a little bit before they ambush them. And then they're yeah, more, it does make it easier. A little more a lot receptive. Yeah. They, a little more open. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys yeah, once again for being you. on here. Uh, yeah. I'm always excited when we get to do this this four-person podcast. And uh, we, we never know where it's going to end up. And uh, so uh, thanks for celebrating our third yeah. anniversary, celebrating yeah. the third birthday of Men at the Movies. And uh, we definitely want to hope to actually get sit down together one day and actually share a, a pour together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. That would be, be awesome. awesome. The four of us in one room. Can mm. we have, is there a room in this world that can contain us? I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> we may just have to sit outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. Even better. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so next week we're starting our Christmas movies series. So check us out next week. Uh, check out the, the, JB's Bible and Bourbon podcast. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed this conversation around the big Lebowski. And Dude. we hope you join us next time here on the Minute the Movies podcast. Well, that about does her. Wraps are all up. Things seem to have worked out pretty good for the dude and Walter. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band parts anyway I didn't like seeing Donnie go but then I happen to know that there's a little Lebowski on the way I guess that's the way the whole darned human comedy keeps perpetuating itself down through the generations westward the wagons across the sands of time until we oh look at me 
I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. Something inside has been awakened. I can no longer be who I was before. But if I am no longer who I was, who am I to be?